Welcome back to From the Bell Trolls. I'm Dolly. And I'm Wolfie. And it's Wednesday. Is it? It is when they're listening to it. Yeah. That's right. And uh, that means Dungeons and Dragons. And this is a great segue into, have you ever been bamboozled? Yeah. All the time. Pray about it. Yeah. Today we're talking about the cleric. Oh, yes. The cleric. I actually really do enjoy the cleric. The cleric is one of my... I am not a caster. I'm not a healer. I'm not really much of anything, but... Not a man. Not yet a woman. Yeah. I like cleric, though. Especially 5e cleric. It's like... mm. Oh, see, I was a cleric main in third edition. Yes, I'm that guy. <clears throat> I played clerics for roughly 15 years in third edition. Cleric was always my main. I really enjoyed it. It doesn't yeah. play the same way as it did anymore, but it's still not bad. You used to be more of like a battlefield medic type of cleric, which is what I liked most. You could wear heavy armor. You could, you know, use shields, use all martial weapons. So you could get in there and off tank if you needed to, but you also, you know, had your healing spells available. Now, like you said, they're more of a full caster. Like their martial prowess isn't as great as it once was. It's still not terrible by any means, but I feel like they're in a good spot. I agree with you. They yeah. are they are actually pretty good in fifth edition. Well, it was like coming into this episode, me, you even had a very short discussion, but you know, deciding, okay, well, should this be considered martial or spellcaster? Mm-hmm. I just feel like this time around, viewing the cleric as a spellcaster helps you kind of play it easier. It does. It feels a lot different. And like you said, when you initially said that, I was like, eh, no. But then again, I was still thinking about third edition. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, now that I actually think about it, when instead of just glossing it over in my head, I'm like, yeah, you're right. They are. They can still do fightery stuff if they need to, but yeah, they're they're support casters and huh. they're kind of the best in the game as far as I'm considering it. All around, yeah. I mean, the buffs, the debuffs, the everything else. Um, they're just a phenomenal class. I mean, they usually get tailored into, well, you're the healer. But yeah. If you've ever played a Tempest Cleric and actually looked at your offensive capabilities, mm-hmm. oh my God, slap a Warcaster on there and you don't need another Spellcaster in the party. No, that really Cleric don't. is going to handle it. And that's the thing. And that is one of the more, uh, that's the more overtly of offensive side of the Cleric this time around. Yeah. Is you have things like Storm Cleric, which I absolutely love. Like oh, yeah. Lightning and Spears are my two favorite things. Oh, yeah. So, you get you get your own thing in Thunderous Rebuke. I mean, ugh. it's kind of awesome. Uh, but we'll save that when we like deep dive really into subclasses into and stuff. Yeah. Um. So going into the cleric, we'll yeah. say that's your thing. You're a cleric. You wanted to feel some kind of connection to the divine. You know, you had an experience as a child. And, you know, maybe you were raised in a family of a particular faith, but it's a it's just one of those faith things. It doesn't matter what your faith is. It's just, it's based on your faith is your class and your abilities. Yeah. There are deities of, you know, all ends of the spectrum. There's what, nine alignments on the axis. Yeah. So you could be a cleric of anything. It's just your faith in that belief. 
So, I mean, that's that's your hook right there. If you want to play a more devout, like serious sometimes character, your archetype fits in there. If you want to be, you know, like a traveling monk, you know, like Friar Tuck style. Yeah. That fits in there, too. So, I mean, you can role play this in a litany of ways. Like, it's very yeah. versatile as far as your backstory. Yeah. And then the domains add so much more to it as well. Right. When you get and do like that's their subclass setup is domains. And I mean, there's a lot to it. You want to be that full on healer? You have life domain, mm-hmm. you know, um, first character I played in fifth edition was a life domain cleric. Yeah. Yeah. Grave domains really nice as well. They got some good healing capabilities, yeah. but I mean, they get when it ranged, to, uh, spare the dying yeah. cantrip. Yeah. Which nice. is nice. Like oh, they, yeah. they make pretty good medics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and plus there's some really cool effects on that as well. Yeah. So again, we, we'll try not to go too deep into the subclasses yeah. just yet, even though I'm excited to. Oh yeah. 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 So we're going to go ahead and, you know, probably highlight a few of the features. I know with some of the other classes we're going a little deep into, but that's just how we do it. Some of these classes we love so much. It's our yeah. particular bias. I yeah. Mean, and I'm, I've played cleric the vast majority of the time I've played D and D it's, it's my favorite class. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, all right, you want to get into the nitty gritty? Oh yeah, man. I mean, it's it, when it comes down to proficiencies, you get long armor, medium armor, and shields. Now your domains will actually change that as well. Mm-hmm. So that's something else to look into. Um, a D eight of hit die, which is really nice. Constitution modifier, which you're still gonna want that because I mean, clerics do have the capability to still kind of tank like you did in third edition. Mm-hmm. So that's why I mentioned Warcaster because, oh my God, that was an amazing feat for spellcasters of any kind. They're going to be in the middle of stuff. Um, you're proficient in wisdom and charisma saving throws. Wisdom's your spellcasting ability. Anyways. You want good wisdom. Yeah, you want to have high wisdom. The way I kind of try to explain people to break down these stats when you have wisdom and charisma is wisdom is going to be what powers your spells. Charisma as a caster is what saves you from yeah. spells. Like that's the defensive stat oh, for yeah. spell casters. I try to, sorry to interject that, but yeah, I feel oh, no. like this was a good opportunity to highlight that. Oh yeah. You know, it's definitely important. Um, yeah. I mean, you get simple weapons, no real tools or anything, but as we get into more of how the class works. Um, I mean, there's basic equipment for every class. If you feel free to look into the player's handbook, there are some pretty good suggestions in there for any of these classes. Um, But you start off, this is a full caster class. This is the first one we've gone over so far. I know. I've been reluctant to get into spell casting, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a lot more simplified this time around with how it works. You know, you have a set amount of spells known. You can select however many, you know, it's not like, okay, you get this many known spells and this many prepared spells and all this other, like third edition had a lot of rules for spells. Mm-hmm. Even armor had, you know, the, the spell failure. Spell resistance, spell failure. Yeah. Which so, I kind of miss spell resistance, but it was a percentage based stat yeah. and it kind of felt weird in the system. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, the uh, yeah third edition was definitely the accountants D and D. 
No, no, no. That was second edition. Oh, yeah. That's Third true. edition was for the uh, the young, hopeful man from <laughs> fresh from his MBA training. Yeah. Yeah. No. I now, fifth edition, we're the 45-year-old accountant with yeah. a mortgage living next to a fry house. Exactly, man. He remembers the wild days of his youth fondly, but yeah. knows he has the lawn to mow. Exactly. The abacus is sitting on the shelf collecting dust, not being used anymore. Uh, but no, I mean, you start off with, at first level, I think it's three cantrips, which uh, Cleric does have some pretty nice ones. Um, I mean, you can get guidance, you can get... Um, <laughs> Oh, are you, are you losing track there? Yeah, um, I'm already losing track. You get, no. you have access to mending. There's light. Yeah. There's, there's what you said, uh, guidance. What was, yeah. um, uh, spare the dying. Spare the dying. Yeah. Like there's, um, there's good options for like, I feel like clerics yeah. have really good options. I feel like they have the best options overall for cantrips. Oh yeah. They have, I mean, it's just such a wide variety. That's why it's hard to remember every single one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get a great cantrip selection. A lot of those like guidance I love the most. That's why it's the first one that popped in my head. Because mm-hmm. here you go, boom, I touch you. Here, take a little bit of plus. Uh, Was it like plus a D4? One? Or, yeah, kind yeah of it's bad. a D4, yeah. Which is nice. You add a D4 to that check. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's good. I yeah, like, like I it. said, uh, was it message or is it sending? Which one is the cantrip? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, message. Message. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. My bad. 25 words. Yeah, we get a little loose with that 25 word limit sometimes. Uh, well, I say we, I our, mean me in particular. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, well, we always find a way around it. Here, here's a coin that has the spell on it. So you just hold on to it and speak back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I still know how the spell yeah. works. We're role playing. <laughs> We're role playing. Okay. No, I mean, and it, it all depends on how it works in your world. But yeah, the spell itself, it's. You send a message, receive a message, that's it. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. cantrip, so you can literally just do it over and over again. Yeah, you can I mean, have you know long-range communications. Yeah. It's really valuable. Light, way more valuable than people believe in 5th edition for some reason. We are undervaluing light. It's yeah. kind of a resource that's being taken advantage of. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's like, oh, I have dark vision. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. No. Hey, man, sometimes you need that light. Shed some light on it, all right? I spent a year casting light on this pebble every day. Yeah. And now it's a permanent magic effect. And one thing I do like is also you start with the cleric, you start bringing in ritual casting as well, which there's a lot of ritual spells out there. Mm -hmm. They usually, they take much longer to cast, I mean, you're looking at maybe like 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Some of them were, I think some were like an hour for a setup. But ritual casting is just so much fun because as long as you have that prepared, use it. You know, you're getting something amazing out of it. Because if I'm not mistaken, at higher level, you get access to Hero's Feast, which is probably one of my favorite spells out there it's definitely an underappreciated yeah like buff spell yeah it's a party-wide buff and you all get to sit sit all together and eat all this magical food that came out of nowhere um but it's nice it's good um ritual casting just kind of allows you to cast the spell i don't believe you have to have it prepared it just has to be a spell known to you 
and you can ritual cast it and which is why it takes longer. Like that's the trade off. You're doing the ritual instead of using the material components. Yeah. So that's one way to get around it. I mean, well, you still have some ritual, like some spell component requirements, like yeah. material wise. But it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Like yeah, ritual casting is longer but cheaper. Yeah. And I mean, you always have spell casting focus, like a holy symbol or something. And it's different for each spell casting class, what your spell casting focus is. Mm-hmm. But that definitely helps with a lot of the uh, when you're playing in a campaign and. We've all been there. Look, if it's minor stuff and it's easy to come across, just say, look, they got a spellcasting focus. Let them cast this while using materials. Right. You know, now if it's something that costs an amount or it's really difficult to get. If it requires a ruby of 2,500 gold value or more, then yeah, yeah, you can't get away from that. You need to have the expensive components, but everything else I'm, I'm perfectly okay with just kind of hand waving away. Yeah. Like that's perfectly acceptable oh, yeah, to me. Yeah. And and if you look in your player's handbook, chapter five under equipment, um, you can actually look at the different um how the spell casting focus works in five E to have like clarified rules. Mm-hmm. Uh so that really kinda helps you out. You get to choose your domain pretty much right off the actually you do choose it right off the bat. Sorry, it's a little bit different than the other classes. We've been going over other ones. It's like, you know, level three, you choose your subclass. You start out with it this time around with a cleric, um, which gains you access depending on if you go with knowledge, life, light, nature, tempest, trickery, or war, which are the ones in the player's handbook, um, which it's an amazing selection anyway. And there are more that's been added, like, you know, Brave I'd, Domain. And say, I believe there's a good, like, 10 additional domains that have been released since the PHP came out. There, there are quite a few. I there's mean, there's yeah. a good selection of domains. Oh, again. yeah, Tasha, Tasha's came out with a few as well. And I don't, I don't talk about Tasha. I know you don't. That's why I keep mentioning it. It's great. I actually had yeah. this discussion with V this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh. And and the great thing about it, you get access to your channel divinity um, at second level, and the additional benefits are sixth, eighth, and seventeenth. Um, and the domains are good because they come with their own prepared spell list, mm-hmm. and that's something that doesn't count towards your spells known, and it's awesome. I love that. Oh, absolutely. It's like just bonus spells for being a part of this club. Yeah, and some of them are spells you wouldn't necessarily get access to, but it kind of works. Yes, that's right, everybody. We'll face back with the poppy chair. Cause, we never know. left. Don't yeah. call it a comeback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to name that thing. There you go. It's the poppy chair from now on. All right, I can deal with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you want to talk about channel divinity there a little bit, Wolfe? Oh, yeah. Sorry that my chair broke your concentration. Yeah, stop popping, locking over there. I'm so tired of this conversation. (laughs) So, channel divinity allows you to channel the divine energy of your deity that you have chosen. It's pretty straightforward. That's what channel divinity is. You can use it to uh, turn or rebuke undead, depending on your terminology, which was always weird to me. Um, uh, now your channel divinity is turn undead. Essentially it's, uh, it allows you to destroy certain undead of a low enough level, like a low low enough CR. It does literally 
turn undead literally turns them around and they walk away from you. Well, then why'd you yeah. ask me to read it if you know I was wrong? Because <laughs> that's the way it used to work. Is you, it was a way of, to, but you know now there's an actual destroy undead. Um, actually, that comes later on at fifth level. Um, <clears throat> for the cleric. But yeah, turn undead is it's something nice. You got a lot of undead around. You show off your holy symbol, and it uses all of its movement to get away from you, and it keeps uh-huh. doing it for a minute, or you know until it takes damage. It just has to <clears throat> run away. Yeah, it's it's a cleric's fear ability essentially. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's how you it's, fear a yeah. creature that is immune to fear. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's. It always cracked me up because it's called Turn on Dead, and it literally turns them around and they walk away. Yeah, yeah. Not. Or shamble, I guess. It depends on what you're going against. I'm just kind of quietly sitting over here. I'm taking this <laughs> opportunity to read the handbook again because obviously, <laughs> you know, as a self-proclaimed expert cleric, I clearly know nothing. <laughs> it's okay, Wolf. In before the comments. Yeah, I it, know I'm a fuck up. It's, okay. it's a common mistake, actually. I mean, ah, it's at fifth level now. Yeah. You destroy undead. Yeah, see there. Okay, so it is still the same thing, but it's not at the same level. Like you don't get the yeah. that. It's not one ability anymore. It's split across yeah, it's two split. separate yeah, it's levels. A split ability. Yeah, because I mean, with your before we get deeper into that though uh there are asis you get four of them with the cleric which is really good. oh five sorry i'm completely wrong on that one it? see that's where i four, mess up eight 12 16 and 19 yep. yep yeah so you get five really good normal I mean, asi two to one one to two or a feet yeah same usual fun stuff and then yeah you're talking about destroy undead you get it at fifth level now it's something that gets better with time as it shows, there's a chart inside the player's handbook. So at fifth level, when you first get it, it's, it's a CR of half or lower and automatically destroys. Um, oh, good Lord. Sorry about that. Uh, so, and then at eighth, 11th, and 14th, and 17th level, it keeps stacking up until you get to four or lower. Of a CR, which is yeah. so it's up useful to challenge rating for undead, yeah. like yeah. at your peak levels. At your peak level, yeah. So, really nice, really useful. Um, tenth level, you get divine intervention. Big boss, you got it. I hear the heavy side there, Wolfe. I just what you got. I just hate this ability so much. Oh, yeah. After what was done to the wish spell, <laughs> then they did this to us. Yeah. Oh, it sucks so bad. Okay, so straight out of the player's handbook. Beginning at 10th level, you can call on your deity to intervene on your behalf when your need is great. Okay, so you're using your action to pray really, really hard. Yep. Hey, Hextor, I need this. Okay, come through for me, big guy. And then you have to roll a number equal to or lower than your cleric level, your deity intervenes. So you roll a percentile. Sorry, I read that out of order. Describe the assistance you seek and roll percentile. If you roll a number equal to or lower than your cleric level, your deity intervenes. 
The DM chooses the nature of the intervention. The effect of any cleric spell or cleric domain spell would be inappropriate. Yeah. If your deity intervenes, you can't use this feature again for seven days. Otherwise, you can use it again after you finish a long rest. At 20th level, your call for intervention succeeds automatically. No roll required. That's good. Is it? That's so much fun. Is it? Pray to the gods. Is it a good ability? Well, I mean, I mean offer you... up a Hail Mary. I get this at, at level 10. Okay, which means at level 10, I have to roll percentile die <laughs> with a 90% chance of failure. Yeah. Just but, to get a free spell. Well, it could be something different. It legitimately depends on the DM personally. And I would it say. says right there it is <laughs> at the DM's discretion what happens, how it happens, everything else. So your yeah. DM can totally screw you on this. Well, I will say from experience. Most DMs, it, since it's so unlikely that you won't succeed, usually if you succeed, they're going to give you something a little bit better. You had that. better. Yeah, it's going to be a legitimate intervention. If you're in the shit, like if, you're, if your party's about to get TPK'd or something, mm-hmm. and you successfully roll that, then, I don't know, maybe your deity decides, you know what, yoink, let's just grab everybody up and you know, gate spell them somewhere. Right. You know, like, so planar shift. Yeah. Just, just whatever. Or I don't know. All the enemies just burst in flames and die. Right. This, or they all turn into chickens. Yeah. Something entertaining. This is a class feature that it's another one of those. And every class kind of has one like this. It works. It had better work. Fucking well. Yeah, it's a very particular situation type of class feature, and it requires a connection between the players and the DM. DMs make it worth it. Players, don't be afraid to ask for something. If you're doing that prayer and you're successful, do the actual prayer and request it. Maybe the DM will be like, you know what? That's a good idea. I will do that. You know? Mm -hmm. You never know. It may happen. If not, then, you know, it's just whatever. It just didn't happen. Nah, so Sorry about you. I think we actually missed a few, if you don't mind uh, scrolling up there. Oh, this I is like Divine Domains. These are the yeah. domains right here. Yeah. it's yeah. it's uh You only go to level 10 as a cleric. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, scroll back up. It's just the way they do stuff here. I just want to go back through a few things. I'm keep looking. going up. Did they get lost? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. There you go. Is that right. what you wanted? That's what I want to say. I want to see the You really chart. don't get a whole lot of abilities as a base cleric. No, but what you like do get... Your, your chart is just kind of spreadsheet yeah. and go. Well, yeah. I mean, you do, however, get a lot of spells. Um, you do. You start, I mean, because you're a full caster, you yeah. start at level one as a spell caster. You know, obviously wisdom is your base stat, so yeah. your DC is going to be eight plus wisdom plus proficiency. So you, that's going to be your save DC at the beginning. Yeah. Um, you start off knowing two, or not knowing, but you start off with two uh, spell slots at level one yeah. with three cantrips known. Okay. A really good spell as a cleric that you're going to want to keep is Guiding Bolt. Yeah. 
Guiding Bolt is going to give you the opportunity to upcast at higher levels for more damage. It is a radiant bolt of energy. Yeah. And when it hits, man, it hits like a truck. Yeah. And there's actually another first level spell that I would suggest. It's not guidance, but it's something similar. Aid, I think. Or maybe that's second level. I can't remember. Listen, man, there are, sure it's first I have level. read so many cleric spells yeah. over the years in different <laughs> yeah. editions that I cannot yeah. tell you the name of any of their spells anymore. Is it bless? Is it curse? Is oh, it, yeah. Is it bless? bless? Yeah, bless is nice. You have eight. I really like Oh, eight. sanctuary is a yeah, level sanctuary. one spell. Yeah, sanctuary and is it's also one. really good. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I mean, you just drop it down. There's a certain space there where if enemies step into it, they got to make a save or they have disadvantage. Uh, certain types, though. Um, uh, protection from good and evil can be useful depending on the type of campaign you're in. Um, but I do like aid. Aid's another one of those where you pick... Um, there's multiple different ways. You got like bears, endurance, and stuff like that. Cats, grace, yeah, bears, cat, endurance, yeah. bull strength. Yeah. You know, all, like, the, all the fun animal yeah. buffs. Yeah, and and they're really useful for a player. You know, so it's that's what makes the cleric so good. Hey, I got all these buffs. I got debuffs for enemies. Toll of the dead. Bane. Yeah, Bane. Bane yeah. is so good this yeah. time. Oh yeah, dude. I I personally like Toll of the Dead just because Toll of the of flavor the dead text. Is like my favorite cleric spell. Yeah. Just the way it's described. A bell appears above the enemy. You can hear it ringing. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to point at them. When you cast the spell, I'm mm-hmm. like, that's that's awesome. Was I it, like that. It uh, starts off as a D12. Uh, yeah, I think it's one, it's, and it yeah. goes up a little bit. Actually, I think Toll of Dead's a cantrip. Now that I think about it, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Sorry, it's a I, D12 damage to undead. Yeah, like specifically. Yeah, like it targets them like really, really hard. No, Tola Dead works on anybody. No, I'm saying it's specifically targeted against them. It does bonus damage against undead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. them specifically, like you in general, Yeah, get fucked. Yeah, man. I should have brushed up on my spells before we started talking about spellcasters. I'm I don't know. It's almost like is. we should probably prepare for these in advance, but why bother? No, no. See, because we don't come up here to do this podcast to be experts. We're just people that really love this and like talking about we're it. We're fans. Yeah, we're we're players. We know some things, and yeah. we have forgotten some things. Keep in mind that <laughs> I have memorized over sixty percent of the third edition book <laughs> set, yeah. which included almost two hundred books by the yeah. time it was done. Like, yeah, that's why we. Occasionally... I've got a lot of this stuff in my head, and it gets jumbled. Oh, I'm yeah. not getting any younger. Oh yeah, V's the one who usually keeps us straight, and uh, he's studied all of Five E. And, yeah, uh, he definitely has the most time in 5e. Oh, yeah. But no, I mean, with that being said, we we do know a lot of these spells. I mean, when you get up to 20th level with a cleric, I mean, you have a level 9 spell slot. You have a level 8 spell slot, two level 7, two level 6, uh, three spell slots for 2nd through 6th level. I'm sorry, 2nd through 5th level. And then four spell slots for your first level. There's plenty of casting there. Oh yeah, you uh you can definitely get your spells off. Oh man, and you have all kinds of things that you can go into. I mean, you Liam's tiny hut. 
awesome Liam spell. Liam's Tiny Hut is a really cool spell. Yeah, or it can just be Tiny Hut. Actually, it's the same spell, mm-hmm. but you can have the named one or just regular Tiny Hut. Because, you know, let's make that to... Yeah, you know, because that's a hair more. that we needed to split. Yeah, like, it's, same, okay. it's like Melf's Acid Arrow. Yeah, it, it upsets me. That there's Acid Arrow and Melf's Acid Arrow. It, it just upsets me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because, okay, these spells were named. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe I'll get into it in a minute. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a few Mordenkainen spells you get access to. Mm-hmm. All the power words you get access to. Power word stun, power word kill, power word... Power word, power word. I mean, power word, power yeah. word. Yeah, right. Just power word. Word. Yeah. Just, just switch it to word of the day, and just <laughs> the word of the day is annihilation. Ooh, I like it. No. Oh, sorry. For a moment, I forgot who I was. I thought I turned into Reaper. Die, die, <laughs> oh. die, oh, die. Right. I like it. There you go. Save that one for the video game podcast. No, I can't do video games during D&D and vice versa. That's true. Can't mix those? Nope. They're games. Never do it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. one's a TTRPG. Well, one's analog, the other's digital. Ooh, I like it when you talk all nerdy. <laughs> no, but I mean, overall <clears throat> with the... Just kidding. <clears throat> let's get <throat> back to this. But no, overall with the cleric. And if you're a player just looking to play a cleric, the reason why we put it in this position is the spellcasting does add in another level because you do have... We're starting to get into classes now that are more about resource management on top of everything. And that's what that's what you're getting with the cleric is resource management. But you also have, okay, well, I kind of have more of a support role, sometimes healer role. Not saying you can't do damage. No, you can like build I said, a straight guiding bolt. Like yeah. at level twelve, I upcast yeah. guiding bolt for seven d six. Oh, oh, I know. I got to play, like, I think it was a one shot or something like that. I got to play a Timmy's cleric in, or mm-hmm. it felt like a one shot because only there for one day. Yeah, but <laughs> it was a one shot I mean, for me. It was a one shot. This for is me. head cannon. But I mean, with the Timmy's cleric, you got call lightning. You got, uh. uh Thunder Wave and all this other stuff you have access to. Call Lightning is just so much fun. I know. It's a concentration spell. And I read it wrong at first because I was like, this makes no sense. This is why you have to read spells all the way through and make sure you comprehend every word in the spell. And reread them. And yeah, because it's not them. just one lightning bolt that you get a D10 off of. It's for a minute straight. That cloud stays there and you're bringing down the lightning on your enemies. It's great. I love it. And that can also be upcasted. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And if you're a Tempest Cleric, you're like, oh, Channel Divinity. I get max damage on spells that do this particular type of damage. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> yes. I told you. Yeah. I love two things, spears and lightning. Yeah. And I think what I liked most about that subclass is getting Thunderous Step. So now oh, you have a so cleric. Yeah, now you have a cleric that essentially teleports 30 feet across the field. That's great. And they do damage. Of the area they leave from, making a lot of noise. I was about to say, is it when you appear you deal damage or when oh, you leave? When you leave. Okay. Because I just, I, it kind of popped into my head when I first heard about that spell. It's like, I want the opportunity to just run out and yell, Shazam! <laughs> right? <laughs> I think of like the anime, you know, where mm-hmm. the character just takes off and it's like, boom. Yeah. 
All right, now we're yeah. getting anime in our D and D. We've got we've got to be stopped. Uh, yeah, I think Jeez. I've ranted about that before. All right, don't do we should it. Probably get to a break. Yeah, we should. And since we're heading into a break, you know what you got to do. You got to hit that like button and clobber. That subscribe button. That looked, okay, really, that looked really great in the camera view. Just getting the lights up close. I love it. And uh, crush. Crush. That notification bell. Because you got to be up to date on everything we don't put on YouTube. Anyway. Also, clink that link. Clink that link. <laughs> clink that link. We got Patreon on there. We do stuff for it. It's there. <laughs> this guy. We have things. I really okay. wish I'd gotten the video earlier of you trying to get off, get out of your hoodie. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, it's like birthing a rhino. It's great. It was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it every second. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> the best way I could describe it, if you ever watch, uh. Was it Tommy Boy? The fat guy in little coat? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Nice, right? It was good. Yeah. Speaking of tiny coats and little guys. Wait. Anyways. <laughs> we have a Teespring store. <laughs> we have a Teespring store with awesome shirts like these and my wonderful hoodie that's out of reach. Not responsible um, for damages done to clothing that you buy that was too small just for the meme. Exactly. Which we do have leggings. That, that's what you're talking about, right? I'm actually yeah. looking forward to getting oh. a pair of those leggings. I actually do like the all flex, no decks mm -hmm. gear. I mean, come on. Hey, we've already talked about barbs. Barbarians, get out there, get your all flex, no decks. Come on, man. Come on, you savages. Get oh. something nice for your leg skin. That's right. Okay. You can still show off those massive quads and keep them warm. What, what's the better You're part? You're welcome. Yeah, technology. It's not always confusing. Um, yeah, well, we also have like different affiliate links and stuff with like, you know, player's handbook. Yeah, we do Dungeon have links Master. to the books so you can read yeah. them because obviously yeah. I can't be bothered. Oh yeah. No, you can't. And you know, we're doing that muster manual. Oh, a hey, through Z. He's gotta... Here, give them a close up there. Wolfe. There's also a link for that. So you can stay up with us on Monster Manual A through Z. It's great. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's a great day. And the executive trolls are telling me I need to get off the mic. So. Off the we, mic. Yeah. Mic off the mic. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Hello, everyone. This is your best friend, Wolf A. And I'm here to do something I haven't done in a long time. It's called a player rant. I touched on it a minute ago, and I had almost forgotten. Many years had passed in my tranquility, and I had moved on. Until I remembered. We're not allowed to have named spells anymore. Why? Why do I not get... Mordenkainen's Faithful Hound, Liaman's Tiny Hut. Why, most importantly, do I not get fucking Mordenkainen's Disjunction? Why? Why can't I have the ability to use magic to destroy an artifact? That is super important. Oh, we'll bring it back eventually, but it's not going to be nearly as good as it should be. <laughs> That'll teach the fanboys. 
Listen, Wizards, I hate to tell you guys this, but you're almost as bad as fucking Blizzard at this point, okay? If you're going to stay in business and you're going to stay relevant, you cannot forget about your core players, the people that have been there before the Mercer effect, whatever you want to call that shit, that are just jumping on and bandwagoning. Do not forget about the hardcore players, the long-term people who are going to buy 6th edition when it comes out, whether it's good or not. We're going to be there, okay? It's a little thing. I'm already mad enough that you took my St. Cuthbert away as a cleric, okay? Fucking forget that right now. But you're not going to give us actual named spells. What's wrong with Melf's Acid Arrow instead of just Acid Arrow? These wizards were known to have made these spells their their perfect little masterpiece. They perfected it. That's why it's Melf's Acid Arrow, because he pioneered that. He made it that powerful, and he was known for it. You're stealing these legacies away from characters that we actually care about. I could go on for another 30 minutes, but for your sakes and mine, I'm not gonna, okay? I'm just, that is my bitch to get out. That's what throws me off. That's what has infuriated me. And it's such a simple thing. But you know what? We're going to be all right one way or another. We're going to get through this, guys. So, sorry about that. Um, I love you. I was just really mad about this. It's not your fault, baby, I promise. Stay tuned. We're going to come back with our Monster Manual A through Z. And today we get to talk about Coatles. So if you're a fan of Abraxas, the chicken snake god, you should definitely check this one out. We'll be right back. Welcome back to For Whom the Bell Trolls. That was a band from the 90s. Yeah, they're not going to know that because I'm cutting it out. Unless you're on Patreon. The camera's over there. Um, <laughs> Is it? Old Habits. Oh. Hi. Old Habits. They Bruce Willis. Um, so, um, enough of my terrible jokes. Today is Monster Manual A through Z. We're talking about coaddles. Coaddles? So, that's right. Get your hot cocoa. Get up on the couch. Quaddle up with your best friend because we have some fun to talk about today. I hate that I knew that was coming and it still hurts so bad. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. I got some Tylenol for that migraine. I know it's I feel a little lightheaded. I feel uh, light as a feather. Hmm. Or perhaps even a feathered yeah. serpent. Yeah. Hey. You Have know what? you heard the good news, Jolly? What's that? Have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Abraxas, the chicken snake god? Yeah. People don't even worship him anymore. I know, that's kind of upsetting, actually. I mean, we could yeah. get into the deeper connotations of how Abraxas and uh, Asmodeus are opposite sides of the same being, but we're not really here to talk about the lower planes today. Just two snakes chasing each other's tail. Actually, Forever. fighting. Ever. Trying to eat each other, actually. Yeah. And then they finally broke apart, and it created the different... Anyways, yeah. We're not here to talk about <laughs> that today. I'm already yeah. feeling lightheaded. Like I said, uh, there's really good lore masters out there. Check them out. Okay. Listen to our other episodes. Find out who they are. Uh, no more shameless plugs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Quattle, medium, medium celestial. celestial, lawful good. I make the jokes, but you guys, seriously, they are like, think about like Eastern dragons. Yeah. Just without the legs. They're, so they're, they're the, the serpent body. They're giant snakes, but they've got pretty majestic, like angel oh, yeah. wings, yeah, or bird wings, kind of like, it's a weird feather. Type. Yeah. Just amazing, beautiful colors of all sorts i mean these are guardians and caretakers of the gods that uh, they, they they kind of protect the different well the the higher planes there yeah yeah so i don't know if it's still in canon or not but like the seven mounting heavens of celestia yeah. and stuff like that yeah any of the good aligned planes yeah so if you come across one of these you're gonna have some fun uh, they got they're, armor. They're yeah. they're not something that you're gonna want to fight. No, but there is still a possibility that you might have to either yeah. if you're playing, you know, not so good aligned characters, or maybe maybe one's just being a real jerk. Yeah. Well, here's a surprise for you. They're CR four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, armor class of nineteen. Hit point average of ninety seven. That's thirteen d eight plus thirty nine because I do the math for you. <laughs> Actually, the book did. Never mind the fact that <laughs> Wizards did the math for me, but I'm doing it for you. Exactly. Uh, they can't see it, okay? We have a show and you don't. That's right. But speed of 30 feet with a fly speed of 90 feet. Mm-hmm. So those I, wings ain't vestigial, buddy. I will say, yeah, unless you're a monk, you're not running from these fools. No. I mean, maybe with haste, I guess. Yeah, they're gonna make, they're gonna track yeah. you down. Make haste. Um, you know, saving throws of con plus five, wisdom plus seven, charisma plus six. They have good stats all across the board. They have great stats. They've got a twenty yeah. in dex and wisdom and eighteens in intelligence and charisma. Their lowest stat is strength, which is a sixteen. Yeah. They're they're better than most characters. You they know. are genuine. Yeah. I don't know, they kinda tend to look like some of my characters. Yeah, because you cheat. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the Cause time. Because D&D is a game that you can win. Exactly. Duh. Duh. Power gamer. Yeah. Now, they do have a damage resistance of Radiant. Did you? Yeah. Kind of Well, imagine right? that. They're heavenly yeah, the, beings and they're yeah. resistant to holy damage. The lawful Go good. figure. Yeah, the lawful good celestial creature is somehow resistant to Radiant. Um, damage immunities. Oh, Wow. Immune yeah. to psychic, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Well, most classes, I mean, obviously spellcasters can do it from the beginning, but most classes get their magic bonuses around seven or eight. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, you can come across some minor magic items early well, on. Yeah, I mean, by fifth like, level, you should have yeah. at least one or two in the party. Even if it's just a plus one axe or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean... Just something basic. Yeah, you should literally have something. Yeah. So to overcome that damage resistance or oh, immunity. Yeah. Sorry. All yeah, right. that's an immunity. It's not a resistance. They are immune to damage from non magical attacks. Yeah. You're not gonna do anything to them. Oh wow. Oh yeah, look at the senses. True sight. A hundred and twenty feet of true sight. Good God. Yeah, that's true. They see everything. They can see into you. We see everything. Yeah. Let's, 
Yeah, you're, you're not getting past these guys. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, True Sight is literally the best kind of sight. Um, I'm kind of a fanboy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can see everything that there is to see. You cannot be fooled by glamours or invisibility or anything. Yeah. If you are in that area, they see you perfectly in that area. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, Oof. That's why one of our favorite magical items of all time will forever be the Helm of True Sight. Oh, the Helm of True Sight is literally my favorite cleric gear. Oh, yeah. It's great. I loved it. I'm just walking around like Angemon. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, languages, all. So Yeah, all of them. And yeah. it's telepathic to 120 feet. So, so, it can see you and communicate with you telepathically. Yeah, so it's got everything. Um they have innate, wow, it's kind of broken. Yeah, I don't know, right? They also have innate casting ability, uh, spell casting. So uh, it's charisma based, spell save a DC 14. Uh, so at will, they have detect evil and good, detect magic, and d- detect thoughts. So they're the greatest detective of all time. Um, step aside, Batman. Uh, three per day each. You get bless, create food and water, cure wounds, lesser restoration, protection from poison, sanctuary, and shield. Really good. Really good stuff. And one day, one per day, I don't know where I'm getting my words today. One per day each of dream, greater restoration, and scrying. Some really good spells to have access to. Those are some incredibly <clears throat> good spells. Oh yeah, bless. Create food and water, cure wounds. Dude, three a Oof. day, sanctuary and shield. Yeah. Like, come on, cure wounds, lesser restoration. Those are those are not to be slept on. Yeah. Like, those are good spells. Oh, yeah. Yeah, being able to detect thoughts. Because, you know, if true sight wasn't good enough. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's just, I have yeah. telepathy and true sight. Let me also be able to detect your thoughts. It doesn't yeah. seem like that should be a separate ability. It yeah. seems like it should kind of be all encompassing. <laughs> yeah, just right there. Um, so, uh, magic weapons, uh, the oh, weapon attacks are considered wow. magical and they also have shielded mind. The quaddle is immune to scrying or to any effect that would sense its emotions, read its thoughts or detect its location. That is insane. Yeah. These, they don't play around. Can I, mean, I this, play one? Right. <laughs> I mean, everything else is a playable race. I mean, uh, I should wait for, you know, the, probably the next handbook. Yeah. The next one based off of magic. Um, but no, uh, so yeah, you cannot use divination magic on it. Yeah. So it has, it has a one a day scrying that it can do, but you cannot use scrying against it. Yeah. You cannot track quaddles down. They always have to find you. It's great, right? No, it's terrifying. Yeah. Luckily, there's not too many of them. So I guess yeah, that's a good sign. Super lucky that they've yeah. all been wiped out. So they have some actions. They got a melee weapon attack known as bite. Oh, it's, what uh, does this bite do? I've never heard well, of this. It's a plus eight to hit. It's got mm-hmm. a reach of five feet. One creature. Uh, 1d6 plus five piercing damage. And the target must su- succeed on a DC 13 constitution saving throw or be poisoned for 24 hours. Oof. 
Until this poison ends, the target is unconscious. <laughs> Another creature can use an action to shake the target awake. Ouch. Okay, so the giant feather snake can bite you and put you to sleep. Yeah, it's great, right? I just... Yeah, it's fun, right? Well, to make it even better, there's another, there's another melee weapon attack, and it's called Constrict. Because, you know, snake-like things. Because snake. Yeah. Ekans. Watch Anyways. out for danger, Noodle. <laughs> yeah. Plus six to hit. Reach it 10 feet. All right. It's one medium or smaller creature. So that's good. Uh, 2d6 plus three bludgeoning damage, and the target is grappled. The escape is a DC 15. So it's grappled until the well, until this grapple ends. The target is restrained, and the glottal can't constrict another target. So it can constrict you and just bite you, and bite you. Yeah, that's great. You. you just keep falling asleep. Yeah. What would you like to talk about the last little? Action no, I don't there? really know that I want to because I'm trying <laughs> to figure out in my head how the hell these things are only CR four. Hey, man. Like, what does the challenge rating system even mean? What are these arbitrary numbers? Uh, Their last ability is change shape. Because if you couldn't have figured out already that this creature is just only slightly less broken than the base paladin, (laughs) the Coatl magically polymorphs into a humanoid or beast that has a challenge rating equal to or less than its own or back to its true form. It reverts to its true form if it dies. Any equipment it is wearing or carrying is absorbed or borne by the new form. In the new form, the Coatl retains its game statistics and ability to speak, but its AC, movement modes, strength, dex, and other actions are replaced by those of the new form, and it gains any statistics and capabilities except class features, legendary actions, and lair actions that the new form has, but it lacks it. If the new form has a bite attack, the Coatl can use its bite in that form. So. Yeah. The chicken snake god can transform himself. It's great. It's fun. So. These things bring so much up to be utilized inside a campaign, a one shot or whatever you're doing. I mean, the likelihood of running into one of these, it's not like a super, you know, you're going to trip across quaddles as you're going across the Yeah, it's the not campaign. like, oh, we stumbled onto another random encounter with a quaddle yeah. in the forest today. Yeah, like there's not a whole lot of them uh, running around. Um, I mean, wow, they even give like, mating rituals and stuff in the mushroom manual so feel free to read all that up um (laughs) check out your own bestiary yeah it's actually it's great uh but no i mean these are really useful you don't have this doesn't have to be something that your players have to fight but you know it exists there in case you know let's face it sometimes players just want to kill everything um but they can be really useful in a sense of hey you know your players are going towards something that's a sacred site or something like that. It's protected by this quaddle, you know? So it gives you a chance to kind of do that and come across this creature. Maybe you can have a conversation with it and really kind of test the party and drive your story, drive the narrative of the party a little bit. But it's also something like, 
hey, you're in the wrong spot at the wrong time, and this Quaddle reacted the way it's supposed to because it's a guardian, mm-hmm. and they have to fight it. Maybe not to the death. Like, maybe eventually it's just like, okay, well, you are pretty strong fighters. Yeah, I'll yield. Yeah. So. Because remember, guys, not everything has to be a fight to the death. Yeah. Not always. It could always be a fight to the pain. Yes. To the pain. To the pain of it all. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I can very easily see a party walking up on a Coatl and, you know, there being an evil aligned character and the Coatl's like, okay, you got to go. And he's like, but I don't want to, bro. And then that starts a fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Don't be that guy. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing an evil campaign, yeah, these are great creatures, creatures to throw at them. Make, you know, make the Coatl change shape into something that seems not as dangerous. And, you know, the players go up, they go to fight it, it decides to change back into its true form, and you're screwed, you know? Yeah. Let's think about this polymorph (laughs) for a second, okay? It can impersonate a person. It could be an NPC that you're interacting with that's trying to gauge your measure of, you know, how good you are as people. Yep. It could, you know, at any point, you're chasing this person, he runs around a corner, next thing you know, oh, I decided to turn into a deer, and bound away through the forest. Like these things can take pretty much any shape that you would encounter. Yeah. It's true polymorph. It's great. Well, I'm sorry. It's not true polymorph because they don't get all the stats of whatever they turn into, but it's, it's 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 an at will polymorph. Yeah. Like this is what they do. They are supposed to blend in. They're supposed to change shape. They're supposed to go around and service, you know, their masters. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this could be something to where even at the beginning of a campaign, you know, like I said, something that you don't have to necessarily fight, but maybe you plan a difficult fight that at lower levels your players would struggle with, and you want to throw a Coatl in there to kind of help them out. Mm-hmm. Like you said, NPC. It's like this NPC character that's trying to find something or. You know, maybe the qual is pretending to be some type of researcher, human, or something, mm-hmm. and your party links up with the guy and decides to help him out and move him over there. You know, and then you get in this big, huge fight. You can't quite handle it. All of a sudden, boom! Giant flying snake. Yeah. You know, and you're like, uh, is it gonna kill us? You're gonna... born. Yeah. Then you're like, is it gonna kill us? And then it eats the other creature, and you're like, okay, they're cool. All right. Should we eat Word. it? <laughs> And then, yeah, there's always going to be one yeah. guy. It's either going to be the rogue or it's going to be the barbarian. Can we kill it? Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. It's always that one in the party. No, there's always got to be one. And that is to say, you know, it's role play. Have fun. Like, yeah. create your group narrative. Like, do whatever you want to do. These things, I saw an interesting tidbit in here that it's called uh, Truth Tellers. Yeah. A coaddle cannot lie, but it can withhold information answer questions vaguely or allow others to jump to the wrong conclusions. If doing so is necessary to protect something to keep promises or to hide the secret of its existence. Yeah. So they cannot lie outright. Yeah. So, Hey, maybe that's a good idea to, you know, keep in the back of your head. Anytime you're in conversation with an NPC, you know, try to get them to lie, try to get them to tell straight answers. Yeah. Ask specific questions, you know, yeah. things that, you know, good interrogators do already. Oh yeah. Put, put your, dude, DM. I turn into an inquisitor anytime we're around yeah. an NPC. 
Like, yeah. Where are you from? Who's your daddy? And what does he do? Who's your daddy? What does he do? You know, and it's a great chance for like, this really pushes the DM to be a role player as well. Mm-hmm. And some of you not so yeah. great DMs and some of you not so experienced DMs. This yeah. is a chance to really get out of your shell. Yeah. It's a chance to try something new, interact with the group, role yeah. play with your players. Yeah. And sometimes there are some DMs out there. Maybe they don't make the best combat situation. Well, you make up with that with role play. Mm-hmm. You know, you build the intensity and make that fight what it is. You can still, you know, work on your skills with creating combat for your players, but the role playing is good enough. They're going to deal with it. They're going to work with you on it. And when you throw in things like this and make the role play amazing and give a good fight at the same time, you know, players respect that. They love that Mm -hmm. because that's what makes D and D so much fun as a game. I, I find it hard a lot of times to just call it a straight up game. Cause because it's really not. It's yeah. almost like a living art exhibit. Yeah, I mean, you get to sit there and really get into it and make the most of it. You can have entire sessions with no rolling or combat at all and have fun. That has been my goal since I yeah. started playing D&D. I want to have an entire session where not a single die is rolled. Yeah. I want to have a really good long role play session. Like I've had plenty of sessions that were very light on rolling, like didn't have any combat, but they were very important to the story. Yeah. You know, I could still see a little bit of rolling, like with the role playing, like, okay, I'll roll a deception. I want to try and do a deception check. Yeah. Roll a persuasion, roll this. That's fine. You know, just even using your skills in fun ways, like, yeah. Hey, I see my buddies over at the bar. I want to make a stealth check. I'm going to sneak up behind him and tap him on the shoulder. Yeah, right. And you know, duck around the other side. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. You can still have fun. Like I really want to encourage people to oh. really embrace the concept of role playing. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, Karn and Elias teaming up to steal from. Oh, Black that was Blue great. Fair that to... was the first session too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. robbed the peacock. Yep. And the rogue just sat back and smiled. Yeah, the great. only theft that had occurred <laughs> was the warlock and not the rogue. <laughs> that was great, though. That guy was a jerk. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were planning something. I think I think Karn still wants to go after him. Yeah. Find out hmm. in the next episode. Find out next time <laughs> on Elder Storm. Yeah, as soon as we get I'll that work on the. I'll work on that. Yeah, so as we go to wind down for the end... I do want to remind people, we talked about the beginning of the year. Elder Storm is something we have been talking about. We just, uh, we're working on getting a better space to play to give you the best quality possible. Mm -hmm. We really do care about the campaign and we're really kind of taking the time to develop the characters a little bit more. And this uh, campaign is honestly something that we have been building up to over the last 10 years. Like this campaign is. Yeah, it's big for us. Like this is going to be kind of a kind of a wish fulfillment campaign, essentially. Like it's it's definitely and you know, stuff we've been wanting to do and trying to find ways to implement properly, like in game. And I think I think we're in a really good spot. I'm really excited to sit down and play more. Yeah, so right now we're looking at probably later on in the year as a conservative kind of look of when it may begin. 
I'd say yeah. probably closer to the end of the year, yeah. beginning of next year. But, you know, we're, we are working on it. We are trying to put it together. So don't think that we forgot, guys. I know a lot of you out there do like actual play, and we will be giving that, but it will not affect our Wednesday show or our Friday show. You know, we'll still be pumping that out. So, hey, more work for me and Wolfe. You're welcome. That's great, because we love you. We care. I promise. And just Come, Eventually, you guys are going to have to see Elias and Billy and Carnivore and... Yeah. You get to witness the ridiculousness. Oh, yeah, it's great. You'll get to see how to turn a warlock into John Wick. Yeah, I just I just can't wait for them to see V playing as a female NPC. I just love the sassy. I love the way it. he does it. It's he, beautiful. He does a great job. I love it. It's great. I respect the <laughs> sassiness. Oh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. So uh, without all that being said... We're going to go ahead and uh, tell you, go ahead, put in the comments below. Let us know about what you love so much about the cleric. Let us know if you think that it's a terrible class. You're wrong, but please tell us. Um, and also, your best moment with a quaddle. Um, in the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phrasing? Yeah, got to work on that a little bit. Oh, dear. Yeah, put a pause after it made it even worse. Um, also, feel free to leave us a review on Spotify, you know, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, whatever you listen to. Feel free, leave us that review. If you're on Anchor, leave us a voice message. It's yeah, great. give us your own little feedback. If you got a quaddle story and you want to tell us with your own voice because you don't feel like typing, I know I don't like to type. I hate typing. That's why we do a podcast and not a blog. Ugh. Ugh. I'm better at making stuff up to say on the spot than I am making up something to type about. Yeah, pretty much. It's too much like work. I don't like it. Yeah, and no, my brain to words and everything yeah. else. I grew up in the South. We have an amazing education system. It's really just <clears throat> top tier. It is yeah. the absolute best. Ugh. Yeah. Well, but before we go, same thing as usual. Guys, it's the D&D community. We love it. We love you all being part of the trolls as well. And uh, You're not just trolls. You're our trolls. That's right. We're family now, whether you like it or not. That's right. And uh, you do matter. You all matter to us. So if you're ever feeling a little bit blue, a little bit down, and you need a little extra help, those links will always be down at the end of our description. Um, phone numbers, whatever you need. Uh, same thing goes with other issues you may be having, whether you're struggling with something or not. Please utilize those numbers, utilize those links, get the information you need. If you need help, definitely go get help because you're yeah. worth it. Yeah. This community isn't the same without everyone in it. So... I think uh, I think that's all we got to say today there, Wolfe. Yeah, I feel like uh, that was a clear, succinct, and well-spoken and well-educated uh, episode we just did. Yeah. Definitely not totally last-minute bullshit that we threw out off the top of our head. I mean, we definitely yeah. weren't wrong several times about things. Oh, we were wrong about everything. But remember, it trolls for thee. It trolls for thee. Good night, guys. We love you.